Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Joseph. The Bible really doesn't tell us much about Joseph. Some scholars say that Joseph was married once before. About at the age of 40 to a woman called Melchah. And they lived 49 years together. And had six children. Two daughters. And four sons. These scholars say that a year after Joseph's wife uh, had passed away, the priest announced all through Judea that they wished to find from the tribe of Judah a respectable man to wed Mary, who was then 12 to 14 years of age. Joseph, who would have been about 90 years of age at this time, went up to Jerusalem as one of the candidates to marry Mary. And then two years later is when Gabriel comes to Mary and told her what was about to happen. Maybe if Joseph was much older than Mary, maybe that's why he was able to honor Mary during those first months of their marriage. And while he quietly disappears from the family sometime after Jesus reaches about the age of 12. A lot of unanswered questions about Joseph. Was he an old man? Was he a young man? It doesn't say. But what we do know about Joseph is that he was a descendant of King David. We do know that when Jesus was conceived, Mary was engaged to Joseph. We are told that he was a righteous man and faithful to the law of Moses. We know that he was a kind man since he was very concerned about Mary's reputation and, and well-being as well as his own. We know that Joseph spent time living in Bethlehem and Egypt and Nazareth. We know he was a very skilled carpenter. Joseph was the type that measured twice and cut once. And when Joseph put something together, there was never any of those extra pieces left over. We know that he trained Jesus in this craft of being a carpenter as well. We know that Joseph provided for the religious teaching for his family and fully participated in those rituals and pilgrimage of the Jewish faith. That sums up about the facts of Joseph's life recorded in Scripture. Scripture. 
That's what we know. Joseph, the husband of Mary, an ordinary man who is just doing his best to live an honorable life to, to a faithful God and to, to be faithful to his family and those that were around him. Long before all this had taken place, Joseph was a man who already had a plan in place about what his life would be like. But as we all know too well, sometimes our plans aren't what God's plans and his purposes are for us. And before we can understand the purpose that God has for our lives, it's not uncommon for doubt to make its way into our hearts and minds and begin to cast a shadow. For that's exactly what happened to Joseph. Joseph faced a Christmas Dilemma because he allowed doubt to come in when he found out that Mary was pregnant. This was not in his plans at all that he had laid out for him and Mary. But we also have to remember what Proverbs 19 tells us. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purposes will prevail. And here in the life of Joseph, we can see several things that will help us too when we allow doubt to come into our lives during this Christmas season or at any time in our lives. The first thing that we can see here is sometimes the future we think we're preparing for is not what God had in mind for us. When we read Matthew chapter 1, 18 to 25, we get the birth of Jesus from Joseph's viewpoint. In Luke chapter 2, and we'll get to this next week, we're going to get it from Mary's viewpoint. And when we see Joseph here in chapter 1 of Matthew, he's a man who prepares. We see he's preparing to bring Mary home and his wife. He and Mary are engaged. Being engaged was a more serious thing in those days than it is today. They did not yet live together, but to break off the engagement now would require more than just change, taking the rings back to the store and canceling all the wedding arrangements that had been made. It would actually require a divorce. They didn't live together, but they were legally bound to one another. Joseph was in the midst of preparing a place for Mary to come and live with him as his wife. If he was an elderly widow, as some scholars say, maybe he had to rearrange rearrange his existing home to accommodate her. If he was a younger man, then that meant he had to build onto his parents' home an extra living area for himself and for Mary and the baby and the other children. Joseph was preparing for a future of settling down with Mary to raise children while continuing his carpentry trade in his hometown. He expected now as Mary coming into his life and a baby, his leisure time would be rearranged a little bit. His social calendar would be a little bit different now. He expected to be concerned a little more when business was slow. He expected to know the new joys that would come when his sons would get to the age where they would read the Torah before the congregation and his daughters would someday bring him grandchildren. Joseph didn't expect to have a dream that 
would fulfill God's plan. He didn't expect to raise a boy that he didn't father. He didn't expect to be moving from one place to another around the countryside on the run from Herod and his soldiers. Joseph didn't expect to be responsible for the religious training and upbringing for the son of God. For sometimes the future we think we're preparing for is not what God had in mind for us. The second, sometimes it turns out that we are better prepared for what God has in mind for us than we thought we were. And it's only in when we obey God that we find this out. Mary's pregnancy changed Joseph's plans that he had already had planned out in his mind. And I'm sure that it wouldn't be too difficult for us this morning to put ourselves in Joseph's shoes for a moment and imagine how we would have felt if something like this happened to us. If our plans would be changed. What emotions would we have? Betrayal? Hurt, anger, embarrassment, frustration. Scripture never tells us how Joseph felt when he heard when Mary was pregnant. But I think that we could agree this morning that Joseph might have felt these emotions that were just mentioned and maybe some others too. But before Mary was pregnant, Joseph had every reason to be confident about his planned out future. Being a skilled carpenter, known in his community for being a righteous man, being an honest and respectable man. He knew all the responsibilities that lay ahead for him. They might not always be easy, but they were always well defined. And the community was structured to support him as he carried out his duties as a husband and a father and a carpenter. And when Joseph found out that his responsibilities would be different and more complicated than he had planned earlier. Once he found out that Mary was pregnant, he must have had a lot of things like doubt go through his mind. Joseph had to have doubts about what life could be now that Mary was pregnant with someone else's child. But nowhere do we see that Joseph gets upset. But what we see is that Joseph goes along with this new plan that's in front of them because he knew it was from God. And in verse 20 that we read earlier, it says, but after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. And from verse 20 there, we can see that there was a command given to Joseph. And the first command that Joseph received in his dreams was to go ahead and take Mary as his wife. Did he have the personal resources to stand up to that public disgrace that was going to happen? the whispers that his fellow men would be saying behind his back, the scolding that his family were going to receive. Oh, yes, he was ready for it because, oh, and he was only ready because he obeyed the command of God. 
And the second command Joseph receives here in verses in verse 20 is of the dreams that was to flee to Egypt with Mary and the child. And we read that in the next chapter. Did he have what it would take to travel such a long journey with a new mother and a baby in the middle of the night? Would he be able to provide for them in a foreign land? Yes, he would because he would because only after he said that he would obey God. We see another command here that Joseph received in his dream of returning back to Israel. Scripture tells us that he and Mary and Jesus ended up settling in Galilee to avoid the attention of Herod's son. And that turned out to be a good thing. It was something that fulfilled the prophecy way back from Micah chapter 5 that says this. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrath, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from the old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son. He will stand and a shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will live securely for them. His greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be our peace. Joseph found this out. After he obeyed God. For sometimes it turns out that we are better prepared for what God has in mind for us than we thought we were. And it's only when we learn to obey God in all areas that we find this out. Thirdly, sometimes it's the only the obvious sins of lying and cheating and stealing that we might need to repent of this morning. Sometimes we need to repent of other sins, things that aren't obviously bad, things that sometimes seem to be so good. Sometimes repentance needs to come of being convicted that we are just an ordinary person, that we have no important part to play in God's plan. Joseph was an ordinary guy from an ordinary family, living in an ordinary town, had an ordinary job, and yet God still chose to be the earthly father to his one and only son. God chose Joseph to be the provider and protector and teacher and guide for Jesus as Jesus was growing up. God chose Joseph for a part of his plan that was very important. Have you ever been convinced or been told that you're not good enough to be used by God? I have. I've been told that more often than not. Have you ever doubted that the influence that you have on your children, your grandchildren, your friends isn't good enough? Many times we will never know this side of heaven, the influence that we have in shaping someone for God's purpose for them. Have you ever reached out to someone, someone you didn't know, and you've never seen them again? And then doubt enters your mind saying, 
Did what I just do do any difference in that person in the long run? Church, let me tell us this morning. We never know that one conversation. That one experience of compassion. That one gesture to someone might turn out to be the turning point in that person's life that will bring them to Jesus. Or it might turn out to be a turning point in your life and in mine. Sometimes we might need to repent of being too convinced that we're just ordinary people. And we don't have an important part of God's plan. Sometimes we might have to repent of having our lives too well planned out. For we know that Joseph was in the midst of planning for the future. He expected when God confronted him with a future he didn't expect. Joseph had to lay aside his plans. Joseph's long-term planning changed to living year by year, day by day, moment by moment, by God's grace and his guidance, never quite knowing what danger to his family might come next. Sometimes we might have to repent of having our lives too well planned out. Sometimes we're confronted with the surprising act of God. And we might need to repent of doing things the way they've always been done and thinking that faithfulness to God and family is always the obvious choice. For when Joseph found out that that woman was pledged to be married to him, who was expecting a child, Joseph knew the right thing to do. He was a righteous man, after all, and a kind one. He knew the right thing to do was to divorce Mary and to do it quietly so that he might not add any attention or shame that she was going to experience from those that were around her. Joseph knew the law. Surely this was the right thing to do, to be faithful to his God and to his family. But in this case, it wasn't. In this case, Joseph found out that being faithful to God meant doing something different, entirely different from what at first seemed obviously right. Sometimes when we're confronted with the surprising action of God, we might need to repent of doing things the way they've always been done and thinking that faithfulness to God and family is always the obvious choice. Sometimes, too, we might need to repent of gaining the respect of our peers is always the natural consequences of faithfulness to God. Again, Joseph knew the right thing to do, the proper thing to do, the thing which would maintain his good standing in the eyes of his friends and his neighbors in the community. But Joseph was wrong. In this case, it turned out that faithfulness to God required Joseph to put aside the customs of his culture, the things he knew about. In this case, faithfulness to God required risking the loss of the respect of his peers that were around him. And finally, sometimes we might have to repent of perfectly reasonable expectations that are too low. 
Joseph didn't expect anything out of this ordinary life to happen in his life. He was familiar with the circumstances of his life. It was a perfectly reasonable for him to expect to get married, to settle down, to have children, to work hard as a carpenter, to grow old in the same town in which he grew up. It is likely that is what his father did. His father before him and his father before him. Perfectly reasonable. But God had other plans for Joseph. Plans which were utterly unthinkable to Joseph. Plans that were beyond any reasonable expectation. Plans that were downright impossible. Plans that a for, that called for a small-town carpenter to leave everything he had ever known, to care for and to protect a newborn baby who had an earth-shattering mission on the earth. Joseph, the husband of Mary, This whole story doesn't even make sense. We could probably come up with a better way if we were to write the story of Joseph and how Jesus came to be. But then Jesus might not have said over in Matthew chapter 19 with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And aren't you glad that this story was written and happened the way it did? Because when we repent and ask God to forgive us for the way we do life and allow God to plan out our lives, we can say now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work in, in, in us, to God be the glory. Joseph, the husband of Mary. A man we don't know a whole lot about, but a man who can teach us a whole lot as we prepare for the coming of Jesus in this Christmas season. And we know if it wasn't the, without the Christmas season, we wouldn't be able to come to his table. For if we would have written it, we wouldn't have written that Jesus had to die. We would have written it some other way to make it a little bit nicer. A little more pleasant. But because God wrote it. And it was God's plan. Jesus had to be born. So he could die. For you and I. And so this is why we come to his table this morning. Kathy, if you would come. Tammy, if you would come. Denise, if you would come. Darlene, if you would come.